Greetings and welcome to an extra special in the house presentation of the third annual Wool Cup. This is an annual competition pitting the finely tuned athletes of the supporters groups of Louisville City Football Club against one another. And in a first this year, that included a team put together by the Louisville City front office. It's a great time. It's a little bit of a joke, but it's also super competitive. It's the wonderful combination of charity plus competition plus camaraderie plus Louisville City Football Club. So it equals something spectacular. It was a lot of fun. It's about five hours long. I was happy to participate. Uh, All of the proceeds for this event go towards Kentucky Refugee Ministries, and it is hosted each year by the Black Sheep, who do an amazing job. So kudos to Eric Belmonte and the entire group, because they do phenomenal work to put this together to benefit a really nice cause. We will uh, withhold judgment about whether or not they only have been hosting this because they've managed to win the first two. But uh, with no further ado, I will mention that the teams competing this year were the Black Sheep, the Coopers, the Louisville City Front Office, Against the Grain, Saints slash American Outlaws, and Scouse's House. And in the first match... Louisville City Football Club front office wasted no time in defeating my beloved Scouse's house. We gave a we gave a valiant effort. We put our hearts out there, but I think that it's fair to say that uh, the Louisville City front office is a bit younger, a bit more athletic, and uh, frankly, quite a bit better looking than the Scouse's house team. We had a really great time playing, but they came through. Please bear in mind that I will report scores that may or may not have any bearing on what the actual scores of these games were. I feel confident in relating who the winners of each of these matches were, but the actual scores uh, not bear no relation to actual reality. Uh, in this instance, I am fairly certain, because I lived through it, that uh, LCFC managed to beat Scouse's house 4 to nothing. Uh, and by the end of that match, they could easily have been winning seven or eight to nothing. They were pulling some punches to uh, make us look good. Although team captain and goaltender for uh, for Scouse's house, Kevin Boissonneau, did stand on his head to prevent many extra goals from going in. I was fortunate enough to talk to Kevin, who is also the vice president of the Scouse's house supporters group. And this is my interview with Kevin B. All right, I'm here with Kevin. Kevin, you are the captain of the Scouse's House team. How do you feel we performed in our first game? Uh, we did about as well as I thought we would do. Um, we sat back and let them come at us. They scored four pretty good goals. I mean, but I'm not really that worried. We got the second game coming up, and I'm excited. All right. Uh, I've noticed that most of the Scouse's House team has sweat clean through their very nice Scouse's House shirts. What do you feel about the conditioning of your group? Well, we could be better. It could be better. I mean, we, McGuffey's a little on the heavier side nowadays. Um, I think we put that down to a lot of beer and, and, and chips and pretty bad food and not working out. But it's typical for the team. I've yet to see a member of the Scouse's House team that hasn't had a beer since the first game. Do you feel that uh, alcohol is going to improve the team's performance for their second match? Absolutely. You, you can't. You can't, you can't really take away the benefit of alcohol. I mean, let's just be honest with that. I mean, I think it's going to help us. I think it's going to work um, in our favor. Definitely. Do you have a prediction on uh, the score in the match between Scouse's House and Black Sheep? Um, 2-0, uh, Scouse's House, obviously. I'm not really worried about them, to be honest. They've got a crazy keeper walking up the field. We've got some young kids playing for us. Take them out. And, well, yeah, feel confident. Captain, I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. <laughs> 
you can tell from that interview that Kevin was optimistic about our chances for future performance, and we'll get back to how Scouse's house performed the rest of the way. But the next match featured athletic giants against the grain, against the uh, beloved American Outlaws, who were sponsored by Saints, uh, Mer- against the grain, and uh, AO played to a, a solid game. I think it showed a lot of heart from the American Outlaws. They did end up taking the loss. I believe that the final score was something to the tune of 6-1 to one or 6-2. to two. If AO scored more than that or, again, or if uh, ATG managed to score more than that, I apologize. Again, uh, I will be guessing at the remainder of these scores other than one or two of the matchups. I do know, though, that uh, ATG managed to get the win. Afterwards, however, I was fortunate enough to speak with Joey Cecil. Joey was the keeper for the American Outlaws team. Uh, you could tell that uh, he played his heart out out there and that AO were all really proud of the effort that they put in. We're hoping for a better performance the rest of the way. Uh, Joey was gracious enough to spend some time with me, and here is me speaking after American Outlaws' tough defeat to Against the Grain to Joey Cecil. All right, I'm here with Joey Cecil. You just got out of the goal from uh, the game between American Outlaws and who are you guys playing? ATG. And ATG. Uh, How'd you feel you guys performed tonight? Oh, we did okay. Um, For a team that a lot of guys didn't really know each other. Sure. uh, We we played well enough. All right. Had a couple of really nice saves. How'd you feel you played tonight? Uh, Very slow. First time in goal in about two years. So very, very slow, but once about the three-minute mark left in the half came in, I felt a bit better, but it was a bit too late by then. All right. And uh, what did you you think about the conditioning of the players involved? Um, We are all equally out of shape. That's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. What do you think about you guys' chances in your upcoming games? Well, uh, we've got the Coopers up next, and we have a board member who's on AO and on the Coopers on our team. So, so hopefully gonna, a sleeper agent. I'm going to see divided loyalties and see where he actually goes. Understood. Yeah. And then finally, we're curious. How are you feeling these days, buddy? I'm good. Doing you can't good? complain. You look good out there. Thank you. Good to see you. You as well. The hosts of the Wool Cup Championship for three years running have been the Black Sheep. And the Black Sheep have managed to win the first two iterations of this event. Today is a special treat. Graham Goff, who had been a member of the team for the first two seasons, the third year being unable to play, he showed up in full coach's regalia. It was one of the highlights of the day. He showed up dressed to the nines in a full black suit with a tie, pocket square, uh, neck chain. He looked like he was ready to go out and coach for Benfica or for uh, maybe putting his name in the hat before Unai Emery got the job at Arsenal. I think he may have been hoping to replace Arsene Wenger. He looked very sharp out there and uh, intended to manage the team. He meandered his way through the team warm-ups, stood pacing on the bench, and uh, was a, a notable coach for the Black Sheep uh, before their first match against uh, uh, the LCFC front office. I took the chance to interview Graham Goff. Here is that interview. You guys have got a tough game here against the front office. How do you feel? Quite, quite confident. Um, you know, three years running on this here in our fourth year. I think we're going to, we're feeling pretty good, but uh, you never know. Always got to give the uh, Got to give the opposition their 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 due justice, and uh, 
we're hoping we're hoping for a good game today. I've heard that your keeper comes out and makes dangerous runs throughout the game. How are you going to keep him controlled? Like most goalkeepers, they always start out as strikers for some reason. I don't know how that works out, but uh, he comes in the clutch, he saves the day, and uh, you know we're just hoping that he kind of comes out and puts forth best efforts. Team captain Eric Belmonte is well known for being garbage. What are you planning on doing to counteract that? Oh God! We're just going to keep him happy and feed him beer after the game. I need more beer. Yeah. After yesterday, that's what I need. Thanks, Coach. Good luck. In what had to be a crushing defeat for Coach Graham and the two-time defending Wool Cup champions, the Louisville City front office extended their record to 2-0 and by defeating the Black Sheep, and I believe the score was 17 to nothing. Uh, the loss may not have been quite that bad, but I'm sure that's how it felt for the men in black as uh, the purple people were led to victory by a number of notable performances from the front office, perhaps none more notable than their keeper, uh, direction uh, director of operations, Brandon Morris. He uh, pitched a shutout or maybe only allowed six goals. I really can't remember, but they won. And Brandon Morris uh, provided a great deal of leadership from the back. I was fortunate to get to speak to him after their shocking first-time upset of the Black Sheep in the Wool Cup. All right, now I'm here with Brandon Morris, operations guru for LCFC and uh, two-game winner in net for the uh, front office team. Uh, what do you think about you guys' performance so far through two games? Uh, so far, it's been great. I mean, we have a, a couple. We have some young guys, which is nice. I'm I'm old, so I just sit in goal and watch them run around. So I'll take that all day long. Uh, hopefully, we can keep the energy up though, because. Uh, I don't think we're all in the greatest shape right now, so I think it's time to get some food and drink, and hopefully we can uh, uh, come out during the elimination round and keep winning. All right, you guys are involved in this tournament. I think this is the first year the front office has brought a team to the Wool Cup. Uh, tell me about uh, why you're excited to be here for KRM and for a charity uh, tournament like this. Well, I mean, it's great. We, I mean, of course, the, the Black Sheep do a great job of organizing this event. We've, we've been aware of it the last few years, um, but this year Eric asked us to put a front office team in, and so it's, it's great to always help out charities uh, in the area. And, and, of course, with the reach that Louisville City hopefully has and will keep growing, we can keep doing more charity events and helping out the community. All right. You guys have now got about a two-hour break before your uh, next match. You worried about muscles tightening up? Uh, no, we welcome any breaks that we can have. Hopefully the break gets longer and longer as the schedule falls farther and farther behind. <laughs> That's our plan. Understood. Well, you clinched your way into the out rounds, and uh, we wish you really good luck going oh, forward. Thank thanks, you very Brandon. much. Yep. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. With the Louisville City front office victory over the Black Sheep, they saw themselves safely through the great group stage and well ensconced as the champion of Group A. They were the first team to qualify for the semifinals and were pleased to do so. The match following would see the Coopers take to the field for the first of their many matches on the day. They would play against Against the Grain, playing in their second match after having beaten American Outlaws in the first round. The Coopers wasted no time beating against the grain in, if memory serves, a fairly close game, but uh, not close in the end. I believe the game ended 9-2. to two. It may have been 1-0. to nothing. 
The, the scores really mean nothing, but the Coopers won against the grain, lost, and uh, that saw the against the grain team with one win and one loss, and the Coopers with one victory in their only match thus far. The game that followed would pit the Black Sheep against Scouse's House. Black Sheep versus Scouse's House had suddenly become a winner advances, loser leaves town match, as the Black Sheep and Scouse's House had both been beaten by Louisville City front office. Only one team could advance, the Black Sheep or Scouse's House. Going into the action, uh, you heard Kevin B. say that he felt that we had a the Scouse's House, I'll refer to us as we only briefly, had a reasonable chance of uh, claiming victory, and he proved prophetic in that it was a close match, but not in the score. The game would end one to nothing as the uh, Scouse's House team, led by yours truly, that's not true, really weighed down by yours truly, parked the bus and invited Lou, uh, the Black Sheep to come at us with all they had. They were only able to punch through once, but that would prove to be enough as the Scouse's House offense was impotent. We managed no goals, no real attacks on goal, as uh, we basically played with four behind the ball for the entire game, and the Black Sheep claimed a one nothing victory to advance on to the semifinals. It was a fun game. Uh, it was a physical game as it saw a couple of injuries. It saw a couple of timeouts. There were a lot of, lot of hearts being left out on the field. Scouse's ass was proud to take the defending champs to uh, such a narrow victory. But in the end, the Black Sheep reigned victorious and moved on to the semifinal round. Uh, the... Following the match, I was able to speak with Eric Belmonte, who is the captain of the Black Sheep uh, and also one of the uh, founders of the Wool Cup event and one of the founders of the Black Sheep themselves, if uh, memory serves me correctly. They worked hard, they played hard, and uh, Belmonte was a lot of fun to get to speak to. Uh, so I'll leave you now with uh, my words with Eric Belmonte as he reviews their, uh, their performance thus far and their chances at advancing in the tournament. All right, I'm here with Eric Belmonte. Eric, you and the Black Sheep have set this tournament up for the last several years. This is the uh, fourth year? Third year. Third year? Yeah, we didn't do it the first year of the club. But okay, yeah. and uh, you guys have also won the tournament the first two years, is that right? That is correct. And uh, how do you feel about your chances of a three-peat right now? Uh, well, we lost our first game ever uh, today uh, in the first round, so don't feel too hot about it. I uh, got a couple injuries as well, so... We'll have to see what happens. I think we got the Coopers next round, so it should be tough. Okay. Yeah. So we've moved on to the semifinals, and it looks like uh, the Black Sheep, the Coopers, the LCFC front office, and against the grain have all advanced. Have you gotten a chance to watch any of the other uh, teams play? Yeah. Yeah, we played uh, the LCFC front office first round. Um, they beat us, and uh, I put my money on them. You think, uh, they th you think they look tough? They're pretty tough. Did they bring any ringers? Did you recognize any of the guys from the team out there? Uh, yeah, a couple guys I recognize. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm sure they work in the front. I office. thought I, I saw Luke Spencer put that. one past your keeper over here in this game. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, and uh, all the proceeds from this charity tournament go to the Kentucky Refugee Ministry. How did you guys get involved with them? Honestly, we just picked picked one. We picked a, uh, an organization that we thought uh, would benefit from you know us getting them some extra funds and uh, we believe in what they do, and uh, you know it's just something that we're going to continue to do every year. So, hopefully, we can grow the tournament next year. Uh, I think it's been six teams all three years, but maybe we'll do eight teams next year, maybe. So, uh, if any uh, SGs out there want to form a team, let us know. Uh, we'll 
uh, try to get you in. All right, that sounds great. Thanks, yeah. Eric. All right, cheers. Thanks, man. Yep. With two of the spots being claimed in the semifinals by the Louisville City front office and the Black Sheep, our attentions turned to the final pre-semifinals match between the Coopers and the American Outlaws. AO needed a victory to uh, ensure their chances at competing in the out rounds. The Coopers needed a victory to claim a higher seed in the out rounds. Coopers were being overseen, of course, by President Tom Farmer, who refused to participate because, rumor has it, he looks ridiculous in shorts. But uh, the American Outlaws, unfortunately, did not have what it took to overcome the Coopers. The Coopers claimed victory in that match, 29-28. to And by doing so, they also claimed first place in their group, Group B. And they would, therefore, go on to face the Black Sheep, in the second round, but before we could get to the Black Sheep versus the Coopers, we would watch the Louisville City front office face off against against the grain. For the record, it is difficult to say against against the grain. The Louisville City front office managed to take down against the grain in perhaps the best game of the day. This one, uh, I don't know what the exact score was at the end, but I do know that Louisville City scored a goal with about eight seconds to break the tie. I think that it ended seven to eight, but I'm not positive of that. But I know that it was tied with roughly eight seconds to go when Louisville City snuck a goal into the corner, managing to advance to the finals. Louisville City, having punched their ticket to the final, would await the victory of either the Black Sheep, the two-time defending champions, or the Coopers, the founding supporters group of Lou City. Uh, but after Against the Grain's difficult loss, I was able to speak with their uh, one of their more prominent members. You might know him as the man in the kilt. You might know him as the wizard on Twitter. Uh, you might know him as the man with the awesome beard and face paint. Uh, we all knew him as Adam Watson, and he was kind enough to take a minute to speak to me after a difficult loss to the Lou City front office in the waning seconds. All right, I'm here with Adam Watson. Adam, you uh, were playing with the against the grain team at the World Cup today. Uh, how do you guys think you did? I'm really pleased with how we did. Uh, we came out and had a whole lot of fun. Uh, did well the first round against AO, dropped one to the Coopers in the second, uh, and then really took uh, the front office to the wire in the semis. Uh, it was a heartbreaking loss there with four seconds to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did we feel like it was a breakdown, or was it just everybody freaking exhausted? I, I think it was just a tight game. Yeah. You know, it was just one that could have fallen either way in the last few seconds. It really could have. There were a lot of good chances going both directions. Do you feel like you guys might have had a better opportunity to win that game had you been allowed to wear the kilt out on the field? Yeah, I, that's certainly true. Yeah. Absolutely. Did they, it's uh, did it's they like built-in air conditioning. Did they specifically deny you the ability to wear it, or did you just decide? Uh, no, no. I, uh, I chose to be kind. <laughs> I, I, don't, I know some people have slight aversions to sweaty genitals, so <laughs> I figured I'd you know, do, do the right thing. All right. Now, uh, is there any truth to the rumor that you brought a whole bunch of against the grain beer that has been being consumed throughout the day? I can neither confirm nor deny this. All right. Because I'm sure that none of the finely tuned athletic machines that have been on display today have enjoyed any beer all day. No, we've uh, we stopped drinking several months ago to prepare for this. <laughs> all right. And this, uh, the Wool Cup... Uh, supports the Kentucky Refugee Ministry. Absolutely. Have you had any experience with them in the past? A little bit, yeah. Um, my wife and I do a lot of donations there. We've got some friends who do a lot of work on the ground. 
Uh, our kids go to school right across the street at Highland, uh, Highland Prez, so we're nearby there all the time. Uh, and them continuing to be the uh, beneficiary of this was kind of one of my contingencies and whether we would continue to participate. Well, it's great that you guys got out here. You had a really nice uh, showing in all of your matches. It was fun to watch. I uh, think you'll be back for uh, World Cup number five. I don't see why not. All right, great. Thanks so much for coming along. Thanks. After a doozy of a first semifinal match, everyone was excited to see if the Coopers were going to be able to finally dethrone the Black Sheep. And in a stunning turn of events, the Coopers did in fact manage to win that game. The Black Sheep were uh, decimated by injuries. The Coopers had a plethora of young legs to call on, and they wore the Black Sheep down over what was in the beginning a close game, but by the end the Coopers had pulled away for a comfort for a comfortable 711 to 91 victory. The Coopers uh, were pleased with the victory and uh, excited to have beaten the Black Sheep to move to the finals, but they had to remember that there was, in fact, still a finals to cover. Amazingly, the Coopers were forced to play immediately as there was no third-place game this year, so the Coopers had to play the Black Sheep or had to play the Louisville City front office directly after their match against the Black Sheep. With no layoff, no time to rest their weary legs, they played their fourth match and managed to come away victorious over the Louisville City front office team. The LCFC team had just one sub, and I believe that tired legs played a role in the end of this match as the Coopers would be crowned the champions of the Wool Cup. I believe the final score in the final match was 11-11, to and it went to PKs. I may not remember that correctly, but uh, the, I do know that the win came for the Coopers. They outlasted them. Uh, I believe it was close for most of the match, and then uh, the Coopers did actually win something along the lines of 6-4, uh, to four, maybe 6-3. Uh, I really can't remember. But it was close for the first good chunk of the match, but by the end, I think uh, Lou City's legs betrayed them, and the Coopers, led by stout defense all day long, managed to uh, lift... The prestigious Wool Cup. It's a, uh, a, a chalice of glory, if you will. It uh, is quite impressive. I've been told reliably by the Black Sheep that there is a requirement that the Coopers add an extra level to the trophy in the offseason uh, before the fourth annual Wool Cup pl takes place next year. I've also been told reliably that despite suffering their first ever loss in the tournament, the Black Sheep do in fact intend to host a fourth uh, version of this event. Uh, I know that Scouse's House is looking forward to participating in it, but for this time, uh, the Coopers were clothed in glory. They uh, were able to hoist that cup proudly, and I was fortunate enough to speak to uh, Coopers goalkeeper Alex Miner about their uh, electrifying victory. Uh, so take it away, Alex. We'll All right, I'm here with Alex Miner, goalkeeper of the champion, <laughs> Wool Cup champion, 
Cooper's team. Alex, it's the first year you guys have broken through for a win. How do you feel? It is. It feels good. It feels good, especially uh, overcoming the last couple of years, being disappointed after uh, early exit both years. So uh, it's a good feeling. Good feeling to come back. You guys were tough to score on tonight. I thought that the defense played well. What do you did. think? They played really well. It was really a uh, all-around defensive effort, which I was happy with because in the past, well, it's been our downfall is uh, not so solid defense. And when we get behind, we'd like to push everybody up, and then there's no defense. So you had to go straight from your semifinal into a final. Uh, how were the legs at the end of that game? I think we're all a little tired. Uh, for sure, everybody uh, is going to go get some ice, probably some food, maybe uh, some adult beverage or two. I had a hunch there might be some. I heard something about uh, planning on drinking from the cup tonight. Uh, yeah, we're going to go do that here in just a minute, probably. Yeah. All right, and we want to say thanks for playing this year and uh, helping contribute to Kentucky Refugee Ministries. You Absolutely. guys did great. Congrats. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Appreciate right. it. Thanks, guys. This concludes Scouse's House's in-the-house coverage of the Wool Cup. I want to say a big thank you to everybody who participated. I know there are a lot of names that should have been mentioned in this uh, podcast that weren't. I know that there were a lot of people who put a lot of effort into making this happen. Uh, but I want to say a, spe a special thank you to the Black Sheep for hosting and a big thank you to all, all the participants, everybody who played, and an enormous congratulations to the Coopers on their well-earned victory. They, uh, they definitely played well enough to win and deserved every ounce of that cup. I hope they uh, got to drink the drinks that they wanted from it. I also hope that they sanitize it for Scouse's House's inevitable victory in the fourth annual Wool, Wool Cup taking place next year. Uh, Everybody, I hope that you don't think that me uh, joking around with this a little bit means that we took it lightly. The people who played took it very seriously. They had a great time. Uh, there was a great deal of camaraderie, a lot of uh, good-natured, good sportsmanship. And uh, just because I'm joking around about this doesn't mean that the people who organized it take it uh, too seriously or too inseriously. It's a lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun for a good cause. So thanks to everybody who participated. Thanks for letting us participate. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday for episode 14 of the In the House podcast. And in the meantime, let me just say, Go City!